Welcome back to People Analytics. I'm your host, Lindsay Patton. Today I have with me Michelle French, who is the Human Resources Director at Nascent. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So before we get into our conversation, can you tell us who you are, what you do, and why you do it? Sure. Um, My name is Michelle French. I am the HR Director for Nascent Technology. Um, I do it because I love people and I want everybody to come to work and feel like they're having, you know, just a great day and they're happy about their day and, you know, sending them home with a smile on their face. Um, So that's really why I do it, just to kind of keep everything going in the positive direction. Yeah. You describe yourself as not the typical HR person. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about what makes you different? Sure. Um, I feel like I... I really just um, take people for for who they are and understand that everybody is a human. Mm -hmm. Um, Really try to hold space for everyone, um, no matter what it is that they're feeling that day. Um, I don't, you know, there's always rules and regulations to follow, of course, but um, it's, you know, I think it's more of a a holistic experience. And I think that allows just for a more streamlined day for everyone. I think what we've learned from the past two years of, you know, dealing with the pandemic that uh, your your personal life and your work life, they, they do intertwine and there's nothing that anybody can do about that. So I think really making, um, making everything comfortable for everybody and giving them that space uh, is really what makes an employee happy. Yeah. So what really stood out is you're the first person that I've talked to that has described the HR world as a holistic experience. Um, So I really want to kind of dig into that a little bit and have you describe that because I really like that mindset. Sure, absolutely. Um, it actually started with myself doing a lot of personal development work. Um, yeah. You know, again, going into the pandemic, uh, we all kind of had a different mindset. Yeah. Although, you know, I did feel like there was a lot of things that I needed to personally change about myself. Um, and I think one of the biggest things was just really looking into myself and realizing um, how I wanted to be and being very like, you know, stuck in a way or not like allowing people to feel the way they feel and just trying to follow all these rules and regulations just yeah. really wasn't working for, wasn't working for me and it wasn't working for the employee either. Mm-hmm. So I, I came to a point where I was like, I either have to like, you know, work on myself and get my head right um, or I'm going to have to leave HR. So I started working on myself um, and really getting, you know, my mind straight and my mind right and stepping back and looking at everybody um, from a different lens and looking at their experiences from a different lens. And it just really turned everything around. Um, You know, I had employees coming and they're like, have you been doing something different? Like, what is going on? <laughs> I was just a lot more calm and relaxed. I mean, I do have my moments what you know, when I get a little stressed out or whatever, but uh, for the most part, I just try to, you know, I, I want to try, you're an adult, you know, we hired you for a reason and, you know, it's about trust and trusting the person um, that the people that we're working with and, um, and just truly really understanding being, more sensitive to everybody in their situations um, and asking questions and being that open door for them. And it's, it's really worked out 
really, really well here um, for us doing it that way. Thank you so much for sharing that story about yourself. You know, I I talk to so many um, people, professionals that encourage, you know, the people that they work with to take time to figure out what they really want to do, you know, but who is telling the HR people to take time and figure out, you know, who you want to be, what you want to do. So um, how did you really get to that point where, um, did you have kind of someone else uh, encourage you or did you kind of prompt it on yourself being like, okay, well, um, we're all inside. I, I have some extra time now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, it was a lot of just personal work that yeah. I knew had to be done, um, you know, without getting too woo-woo. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of the inner child work that had to had to happen mm. um, just you know, I'm from Boston. My dad's retired from the military. He's just very, you know, kind of D type personality. Um, and so living with that and growing up with that, just, you know, really kind of molded who I was becoming. It didn't, it was just a lot of stress and anxiety and just being kind of like always on defense all the time. Um, and just taking everything so personally. And so I had a particular situation um, at the office um, and it just, it triggered me in such a way that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just can't, I can't continue this way. It's just not healthy. It's not healthy personally. It's not healthy professionally. So um, one of my, my girlfriends was really in that, um, the holistic self, self-work growth um space. And so I started speaking with her and then I just started going to, um, different events and again, not to sound too woo, woo, but like sound bath and breath work and, and really just trying to step back and, um, kind of work on myself so that I could be there for the employees in a different way. Um, and it just, after, you know, doing a couple of things and coming in, I was just able to hold my space differently and show up with a different kind of energy that was more relaxed. Um, I mean, I just like with dogs, right. They know if you're stressed out or anxious and they, then they start acting a certain way. So um, if you can come in with a more calm presence and, you know, just be like that, not letting, again, those rules and regulations. So not letting people just do whatever they want, but just come in with that, that cool and calm presence. I think it really just helps people, um, you know, to function better in their day to day and myself. Yeah. So how has, you know, having that more laid back environment been a benefit to you and a benefit to those that you work with? Yeah. um, So for one, I'm not like, my skin's not crawling every day, (laughs) all day long. Um, So I just, you know, you realize you're one, you're not going to make everybody happy, right? Um, no matter what you do, you could have a big spread of fruit every single morning, fresh fruit and a massage therapist, you know, massaging everyone. And, you know, so, there's still going to be somebody that that is not happy. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have, once you realize that um, and really just start to um, kind of live in the moment and see everything for what it is um, and have have that empathy and that understanding. Right. So once you do that, it just makes just everybody life a better place. And so it really has changed a lot here um, at our company. We do, people are just more like flowing. It's such a great environment. The vibe is like really high here. Um, nice. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. Um, and and it's just, it's just changed. It's been a 360 um, yeah. 
since I started here. We've just done such a 360 and it's really a super cool environment. And that helps me to, you know, sell the company, if you will, when I'm recruiting employees, um, because I think that they can feel my energy through the phone um, or when we're talking that they know that this is just a, it's a good place. To yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know it's important to you to that people at the organization have a cool place to work. So what does a cool place look like to you? So um, it's great that you just asked that. We're actually coming up on our quarterly town hall and I, we do a different theme each one. So in addition to the, you know, the company meeting about, you know, how we did the quarter prior, we do a different um, themed event. So this coming one up, we're doing a field day. So we have, I'm looking up here, we have our um, potato sacks and, um, you know, we're going to do like an egg, egg chase or whatever <laughs> on the spoon and uh, cornhole. And our team is like ultra competitive. So they really, really get into this stuff. Um, we also do a fitness challenge. Um, we have a gym on site, but we do the fitness challenge because we do have remote workers as well. And so it's like a step challenge. And I like the, the names the teams come up with, uh, <laughs> deaf man walking for the developers. It's just, <laughs> they really, really get into it, um, which is awesome, right? Because they're, they're stepping into this like health and wellness space as well um, in a really fun way. Another thing that we're going to be having, um, we're going to be doing karaoke night here. Oh, oh my gosh. And our, we could probably start a, a company band because we have oh. drummers and singers and guitarists and all of that. So we have a big white screen in our, um, in our warehouse and, you know, we can do it through YouTube and have the microphone. So we're going to do karaoke nights. That's super exciting. And another event, we're going to have a wiffle ball tournament. So um, we've had axe throwing in a Halloween contest on a Halloween town hall. Um, we've done Dunk the Executive uh, last summer and sold tickets to the employees to have the chance to dunk the executive. And then we donated um, whatever we sold, plus we matched it to the Charlotte. Um, uh, uh, geez, I'm drawing a blank here. Oh, my gosh. The uh, Special Olympics. Of Charlotte, and we had some special Olympic athletes here. And so oh. that was like super exciting. So we just do a lot of really fun things. We also include the employees that um, are remote. Um, so we had like an employee appreciation day. We had pizza and then we did have um, a chair massage come here and do 10 minute massages for everybody. But for those who were home and remote and work here, we had like little personal size pan pizzas sent to them um, if they wanted it. So we try to include them as much as we can. And every year we have an annual party and we bring those employees in too. So. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that, you know, you mentioned inner child work earlier because it, I see a lot of the activities really tap into that childhood joy. And I feel like, you know, that is something that a lot of people are seeking. And I think it's very, you know, pandemic prompted where people want to really get back to what they loved as a child. Um, and so I, I see a lot of that in the activities that you described. Yeah, for sure. We, um, I, I think everybody loves it, right? Who doesn't want to go out and and do a, you know, a potato sack race or do some cornhole or, you know, dunk the executive or throw yeah. some axes, you know? It's just, it's a lot of fun. And again, our employees are like ultra competitive. So it really like, it gets them up off the desk and out into the backyard. We have a 
very big backyard out there and we're just able to have these like really, really fun events. So. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. And you know, you, you mentioned you're not always going to make everyone happy, but it sounds like you do know your audience. Um, so how do you really work to understand, you know, the audience that you are serving? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, you probably can tell I, I talk all the time. So I'm always talking to everyone always, you know, we walk around, even the remote people will call them on the teams and chat with them. Um, I think just from the jump, really, you know, to have that great employee experience from that moment, we originally reach out to them when we're recruiting mm-hmm. um, all the way through. We're just like very open, honest, transparent, and just, you know, welcoming them with open arms and asking for feedback all the time. Hey, what did you like? What didn't you like? What would you like to see? Um, always open to what other people and ideas that they have. So mm-hmm. that, that's really how we do it. We just stay on and, and keep chatting and figure out what, what people want and like and enjoy. Yeah. And so, you know, let's get into the being okay with not making everyone happy. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people, including myself, <laughs> that that have either worked on this or need to work on this. Um, you know, what helped you um, work on that for yourself? Well, it, it is kind of always a work in progress. Um, yeah. I can't lie. When I get the you know climate surveys back, you know, I might be like, "What do you mean?" And then I have to like, <laughs> right? <laughs> I have to just you know, so it's like kind of gearing up. You know what I mean? But I I know this about myself, so mm-hmm. I'm able to manage it better. Yeah. Um, and it's just really under understanding and it's okay you know I'm always I might feel a little twinge here and there but it's it's like okay it's gonna be okay (laughs) and then I do ask sometimes I do ask um if someone I'm like hey how's it going today whatever and they're like uh da 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 and I'm like well what's going on you know what what can we do what what do you feel you know what's happening today maybe it is something at home Mm -hmm. um I just had that situation and it was someone was just having really bad allergies that day and didn't get a lot the night before you know so it's a it's always a work in practice for everybody I think right it's not just work it's just you know part of life um and so I think everyone's always trying to work because initially you might be like oh what's happening what's going on but Nine times out of ten, it has absolutely nothing to do with you. Yeah. So, you know, it's just really just being mindful of that, um, of that fact. So, yeah. So, um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, understanding that each person, they have different stuff going on. So, um, you know, there's this very common trend in the workplace of pretending that what's going on at home is not affecting you at work. But, you know, when you're dealing with grief or chronic illness or, um, you know, having to manage kids, uh, that's something that many, many people have to do. Um, so that, that creeps in. There's, there's no stopping that from creeping in. Um, so how do you, as, um, you know, someone, trying to, to toe the line of, you know, respecting employees' personal lives, but also supporting them. Um, how do you offer that support? Sure. Um, yeah, when we've had situations where, you know, we've spoken with some people, what we really try to instill, and all of the managers are on board with this as well, is like, hey, you know, if you wake up in the morning and you're feeling like 
whatever it is you're feeling, right? Something's yeah. going on in your life. It's your children. It's your spouse, your significant other, whoever, um, or whatever. It's just not a good day for you. Um, we're, we encourage them, look, you know, send the text to the bot, to your manager and say, hey, I'm not going to be able to make the stand up today, or I might just start a little bit later today mm-hmm. or whatever. We are just so super flexible about that. Um we have here, we have the unlimited PTO, which we started this past year. And I know for a lot of companies, that's kind of a loaded term and employees are like, yeah, that just means that you can't, you know, that you're just going to deny my PTO all the time. So when I'm actually recruiting people, I say, look, we have that, but I'll tell you, we require everybody to take a minimum of 20 days. And I run reports every quarter and give them to the managers and say, this person needs to take some time off. This person needs to <laughs> tattletale. <laughs> I love take it. Time off. That's what it's for. Um, and I, and I just got. A, I was just talking to somebody the other day, and I'm like, you don't have to go on a week long vacation. Just take a yeah. day, go walk around the mall, or do some yard work, or just do nothing and watch Netflix all day. I don't know, but you've got to take some time off. So. We're really, really, um, we really stress that with our employees about taking time off and not just the employees, but our, our leadership team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm calling your wife and having her hold your phone while you're on PTO because you don't need to be answering emails. You know, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I know you're in a leadership role. How about we make a deal? Look at them in the morning and look at them at the evening, but don't do anything in between. I don't want to see any emails from you coming through. So it's really just trying to make sure that everybody um, is just getting that time they need because you may not think you need time, but you really do. And I've had people say like, Oh, thank God I took the time. I didn't, it really made a difference. Yeah. And something you said about, you know, I, I'm going to need 15 minutes, you know, to show up to this meeting or to be late to this meeting. Like I just think about how much of our lives, um, you know, there's anxiety surrounding showing up on time or being ready on time um, when that's not always feasible when there's a mental health crisis in this country, for example. Um, So, I mean, I just thought of all the employees in your organization not having that anxiety that that's a lot that that's a big lift off their shoulders. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just it's, it's, but, you know, having, having accountability as well, right. And this is where the trust comes in, you know, you are an adult. If you are feeling some kind of way, message, message your manager, just don't not show up. Just send a text. It takes a second to send a text, just send the text and, you know, let them know, you know, Hey, I'm just going to need a little bit of time this morning. And and that's perfectly fine. We understand. We get it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of it does have to do with, you know, that trust factor, um, and the trust goes both ways with the employee and the manager and the manager and the employee. So, yeah. And I know accountability is really big for you, um, you know, and important for you to um, enforce and, um, you know, lead by example and, um, you know, make sure that everyone is is taking care of their stuff. So can you go on about, um, you know, why accountability is important? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I like to use the gym, uh, the gym example that I give all the time. So I've been working out for forever, my whole life. And even I need somebody to check my form and make sure mm-hmm. that it's okay. Um, my feet might be doing squats, might be out a little bit further than they need to be, or, you know, my feet are turns a certain way. But because I've been doing it for so long, I don't realize that 
there's just a small little tweak. So if I have someone who's, you know, behind me and watching and looking at my form, they can help fix it. It doesn't mean that I'm, I'm wrong or I'm doing something bad. Mm-hmm. It just means that I've been doing it for so long. I just need that little extra correction. And so that's what I like to explain to the employees, you know, when your manager is, you know, maybe saying, hey, did you think about it this way or whatever? It's because you've been doing it for so long, you might not even realize that you've kind of missed a step or, yeah. you know, something is is not, is off a little bit. So they're, they're coaching you, right? It's a, it's about being coached versus being, um, you know, the, the way everybody used to think of a, if your manager speaks with you, you're in trouble, yeah. whatever that might be. So it's really about getting in a, into a different mindset and it's about coaching. And in fact, I think everybody should, um, should want that, right? So I'm always setting up one-on-ones with my manager just because I want to, I need to be coached as well, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to see, is there something that I could be doing better or whatever that I'm not seeing because I'm doing it all the time? Um, a really great example, uh, I've had this conversation with someone already, my son who is doing an internship here uh, at my office was doing a lot of repetitive work and he didn't even hear me say this. And he came into my office and said, I just need to take a 10 minute break because I've been doing it for so long now for so many hours. I feel like I'm going to skip a step yeah, uh, because it's just become so repetitive. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I literally just had a conversation yeah. <laughs> and said that, you know, so it's really about, um, you know, having that accountability um, owning, owning you and understanding yourself too, that, you know, we're all not perfect and we're going to make mistakes and, and that's okay. Um, and it's okay when your manager, you know, helps to coach you. And that's why one-on-ones are very important here at our company. And we are very, very religious to those, um, our managers have them every other week for 30 minutes with the employee. And they're actually just a wonderful place for, you know, the coaching to go on, that interpersonal communication. Hey, what's going on at home? How are things going? Or what's going on in your life? You know, you know, whatever it is. Um, and just really making that, um, that relationship, that trust factor. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the word accountability, it can be a harsh word. It can be an intimidating word because it's not associated with coaching as much as it is associated with getting yelled at, for example. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think now from, you know, every like different coaches that I watch, personal development coaches, any, any kind of coach, you know, weight loss coaches, um, it is about accountability, right? Because you know, otherwise we could all, we'd all just be perfect walking around if we were <laughs> accountable to something. So I think it's about kind of reframing the way you think about the word yeah. and reframing how things are being handled, um, you know, and, and just, and again, it's a lot of personal work, right? Personal development work. And a lot of us who have been in the workplace for a long time had to get out of that mindset. Yeah. Um, because I used to be there too. I used to be like, oh, work all the time, work all the time, work all the time, work all the time. Like, no, it's still going to be there tomorrow, you know, Yeah, a brain surgeon or, you know, whatever. And you have to do that job, you know, all night because the surgery yeah. is wrong. You need to go home and shut down and, and be with your family, be with your friends, be with yourself to yeah. get that rest that you need so that you could do an awesome job the next day. Yeah. So, um, that, and, and again, we're really working with that. We have a very flexible policy here as far as, you know, working from home. Um, if you're able to do your job entirely from home, you are welcome to do that. We have employees, though, who are our developers, and they come in on Tuesdays and Thursdays, those that are local. 
used to get that camaraderie, go out to lunch, they all go to lunch together. And then for the employees who have to be here because their job is here in the office, they yeah. can't do it from home. What we've done for them is allowed them to have a four-day work week. So they get one day off. So they have like a three-day weekend, essentially, nice. um, so that they can kind of enjoy that flexibility as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the stuff you can do with an extra day. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not coming down. I mean, it's just, it's it really makes a huge difference. And it really, um, it makes them feel that they're, they're a part of the flexible yeah. Kind of policy as well. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss when talking about work from home and the pandemic's impact is that there are a lot of deskless workers that need to be in person. Right. Um, yeah. And so where, where are their perks? <laughs> right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's why we implemented that. And it actually is working out really well. Um, everyone seems to be far more productive too, because, you know, they're here for the four days, they're getting it done. And then they know they have that day off to do whatever it is they want to do. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Michelle, this has been a, just a fantastic conversation with you. I really appreciate you telling me about, you know, your personal journey and, you know, how you've gotten to the place you're at now. It's very inspiring. And I hope our audience is inspired as well. Um, but before we part, is there anything that you would like to add or think that I missed? No, I think we covered everything really well. And I, I just want to thank you so much for having me on. And um, it's just like, I'm so super passionate about um, HR and HR in that holistic way and just yeah. really being there and truly being there for those employees. Um, so I'm, I'm glad I was able to share that with you. Thank you Great. so much. Yeah, of course. And if people want to connect with you, what's the best way to do so? Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Michelle French. Um, so that's probably the best way. Awesome. Well, if you or anyone you know is like Michelle and wants to support employees, email me, lindsay at staffgeek.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Staff Geek's People Analytics Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Patton, and I'm always looking to interview leaders who put people first. If you or someone you know lead with a people-first mindset, please email me at lindsay at staffgeek.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at staffgeek.com. If you want to take things a step deeper and understand your organization's true culture DNA, I encourage you to take Staff Geek's free culture assessment. Just head to staffgeek.com and click the button that says free culture assessment. Thanks again for listening.